Hello, Steve. Hello, Jill. It's time to game classy. Hello. Do I sound better now? Ah, oh, yes. No, no, no. Ah, there we go. Episode 300. Starting it off again because we haven't figured this out yet after 300 episodes. No, you just tell them that we did figure it out. I, I know, but I mean, we didn't start off figuring it out. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. I think it was because I actually started the meeting before I plugged in my microphone. I think that's part of the problem. That makes sense. Because 300 episodes, you think I would have figured it out by now. Well, I mean, you never know. I mean, I know you're not. I know you're not using Discord, but you know, uh, tech programs are weird because uh, every every single time I ever do a voice call with uh, Kevin, yeah, he has to uh, fix the mic settings on Discord <laughs> every time. Every time, it like it resets. He has to re just go back to the, like square one. <laughs> you know why? Because technology will never improve to the point where it's just like so user-friendly that it just works it just never will it's true there's always that like there's always going to be that uh screw up thing although i have noticed that there's a lot of people who have no idea how shit works anymore yes is it uh, damn zoomers don't know how anything works nowadays <laughs> oh they don't know well it's just it's more like uh, things have become so user-friendly and so um uh what is it like in the in the drive to make things user friendly they've also removed so much of uh like the inner workings so like i know I, I i know exactly what you're talking about it's so when we were growing up in the 90s in the 90s in the 90s when we were growing up in the 90s we we had to if we wanted to play a video game you had to take your computer apart and add more memory essentially <laughs> basically <laughs> so, and, and every time you were like oh well this game doesn't want to work well what do i have to do to get it to work and then you would read the specs and be like oh i need a new graphics card and then yeah, or my, my sound card isn't configured right yeah or my sound card isn't configured right you'd have to figure it out so you learned how an interior of a computer looked and worked right yeah, yeah. so you can identify certain things and you know kind of how to troubleshoot things but now it's because things are so user-friendly we don't have to do that anymore we just kind of try and figure it out on our own right and, and, yeah and of course yeah and of course if it doesn't work now no. you can't figure out why it doesn't work because you know i mean well unless you know contemporary computers many i have like it's so it's like a different world like i look inside my computer now and i'm just like i don't know what the fuck any of this shit is and i used to build computers like i yeah. legit used to build computers like pretty often and uh yeah no it's uh, now i'm just like what the fuck is this <laughs> yeah i mean like like an apple any apple device or anything like that it's just like oh you're fucked because <laughs> you can't you're not allowed to open them which well, is, i mean i installed yeah. i installed a, a and some stuff into my current computer i get another ssd and then um a couple of things but like man yeah computers are like i don't know it's like a it's like a, they're 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 very small now <laughs> that's all i'll say <laughs> yeah, well small. yeah there's that and my computer is very large I wanted a big computer. It's like my it's like an extension of my penis. I gotta have a big one. Come on, I want <laughs> the biggest big. computer you got. Big computers mean better, right? <laughs> be big. It means it, it, it means it could do more. All right. Welcome to episode 300 of Game Classy. I am your host, Joe, and with me as always is my co-host, Steve. Episode 300. We should do it like Zack Snyder style, where it's like, you know, we we run up and then it's like slow motion and then we talk about how bad games are. 
that was the theme to uh, Pacific Rim, not a Zack Snyder film. I was going to say, I don't think that's 300. It was the I always want to. Whenever I think Zack Snyder, I think of actually the Wonder Woman theme of all like. But the the thing is, is that he didn't even direct that movie. So the see, there you go. I mean, I thought of Pacific Rim, a film he also didn't direct. (laughs) He was he oversaw the DC EU. Yes, for a short period of time. Yeah, he was. uh, He was. It wasn't a short time. It was a while. He was there for a couple years, at least half a decade. He was. You know, I I I think it's funny people couldn't make up their mind whether or not he was making good movies or bad ones. Um. Well, because like I I think he was about it. The problem is, is that even his bad movies had good stuff in them for super, Mm -hmm. and they were superhero movies. So it's not necessarily like there's, you know, what's what I'm looking for. It's not necessarily like their high art. <laughs> yeah, we gotta so, go. We gotta go back to grading on the superhero curve. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's kind of the thing we're looking at there. But yes, we're at episode three hundred. People, we have nothing major planned. We're gonna go over just some uh, fan well wishes and comments on things in the past. And I, I wanted to talk about a couple gaming things. We did. Um, let's talk first about uh, Dungeons and Dragons might be sold. Have you heard this one? Uh, yeah, I heard the rumor. Yes. So uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, once held by the great Wisconsin company TSR. <laughs> I like that you couldn't get through it. You could not finish the sentence without <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yes. Once held by the great Wisconsin company TSR and was sold to Hasbro in 1997, 98. Mm-hmm. Was it wrong then? I don't uh, remember. It was 93 or four or five. Was it? No, it couldn't have been that early. Uh, when they sold when they sold the wizards, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, CSR was sold to wizards. Sorry, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, see, I thought it was later. Yeah, it was ninety seven. And it was it was <laughs> twenty five million dollars. Twenty five million dollars. God damn, man! You know we could have raised that in this day and age, in the age of um, Kickstarter. We not kick. Well, yeah, Kickstarter or GoFundMe. We probably could have raised the capital to buy uh, Dungeons and Dragons back then. Uh, to put to 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 put a uh, to put a put that into perspective, Dungeons and Dragons was sold in 1997 for 25 million dollars. Let's let's inflate the cash to now. Uh, yeah. 25 million to or 1995 to now. So I'm going to do that or 1997 to now, guys. Uh, I got to do that. Okay, so so okay, so that's worth uh, 48 million dollars. So we'll round it up. We'll say 50 million bucks. Okay. So we'll say it was it was 50 million dollars is what they sold that to in uh, sorry. uh in 2022. D&D produced $150 million in revenue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... In it's... one year. In one year. <laughs> uh, so there you go. So in one year, it made three times the amount of money it was purchased for in just a single year. And so there you go. Just a single year. Yeah. Just a single year. But yeah, and then Dungeons and Dragons, of, I know Wizards of the Coast was, of course, sold to... Um, Hasbro. Hasbro which is uh, the, the biggest game toy company on the planet. Yeah, that, that happened in 1999. That, hour, that one I remember. Was it 99? Was it really that early? 1999, Hasbro bought Wizards of the I thought it was a little later than that, but there you go. 1999. Um, that, that, is, yeah. that is one fun fact I know immediately. And then we go through the history of Dungeons & Dragons with Hasbro. Fourth edition. <laughs> I actually like fourth edition. They I, did 3-5 three, three, first. Yes, yes, yes. And then, well, fourth edition wasn't bad if you like MMOs, though. I, I, I keep, well, that's what I'm saying. I keep telling people that the way that they play Dungeons and Dragons was super conducive to fourth edition. But I've realized that people 
don't like it because it's like uh what is it i know there's like a colloquialism about it like it's like it's like looking into the mirror it's like it's like they see their reflection in the game and they hate it that's i think that's what it it's, is it's the it's the quantum leap meme essentially you know which one i'm talking about yeah 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 yeah, yeah exactly but yeah no like and, and like, i'm not even kidding because like if you if you if you watch how like human beings play dungeons and dragons almost universally like if you just look uh you will see that that, that the way people play is like why aren't you just playing fourth edition so many times it's just like why aren't you playing why aren't you just playing fourth edition like like and i'm not even like i'm not exaggerating i'm not trying to like like uh embarrass or like deride anyone it's just that that edition is actually how people interact with the game because yeah. when someone takes their turn in dungeons and dragons almost universally they look for a rule to use and they apply that rule that's 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 all they do like they there's there's like the 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 art of like creative role playing is not common uh most people they look at their character sheet and they try to apply something from their character sheet so if you're doing that and that's how you play there's really nothing wrong with that it's you know it is a game ostensibly after all like there are rules for a reason if you know you you want to use some level of rules because otherwise you could just sit in a circle and tell a story um but it's like if that's how you're playing, just use fourth edition because fourth edition has a shit ton of rules for you to use because that is how the game is designed. Like it's got like special attacks, it's got combos, it's got all sorts of setup. Like that's how you're playing the game. Just play it. Just play it fourth edition style. I, I the problem with that, and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna. This is what I've come to learn, and I've come to realize is that as a dungeon master, though, you don't want to be a computer. You don't want to be, I'm not a computer. You yes, don't want to no, sit no, that's, there. That's true. And, and be like, and the Murlocs approach. The Murlocs are standing 30 uh, feet from you going. <laughs> one throws a spear. It hits you for two damage. You know, that's what it becomes in fourth edition. Like the, in fourth edition does not, is not conducive to role playing. Fourth edition is conducive to combat. Yes, yes. And I and I, but that's and that's uh I've 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 talked about this before as well. Um but one of the best systems that I've I've uh seen don't, for like take herbs. It, no. <laughs> no, you, you, take I, herbs. you probably you probably have not even heard of this this system. But one of the best systems I've I've seen uh for investigation just period in general is called Gumshoe. Oh, I know Gumshoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gumshoe. It, it, it's kind of old, it, like early 2000s or like mid 2000s. Um it's a very, very good uh, system because what it is is it's designed. The idea, the whole point is that it's designed that like if anyone's ever tried to run a mystery in an RPG, that shit's hard. It's really hard to uh, you know do everything like based Just on Kenneth Branagh. Look at his last three movies. <laughs> it's like it's hard to do like you know to, to get to get all the clues, so on and so forth, blah blah blah. Um, but it's it, so Gumshoe was literally made to be like a, a a mechanical system that's conducive to like investigations and social situations, right? Uh, and then there's there's Pathfinder, of course, which is like the fucking most crunchy ass RPG you could possibly think of. Um, I, this was I mean this this when this was when this when this came out because uh, I've heard I've heard so much about uh, the the current edition of Pathfinder that it's like it's like quite different apparently so I, I kind of want to look into it I I, I must admit I, I dismissed looking into the newest edition of Pathfinder simply because I was like I know what this is um and it turns out that I I I might I might not 
but anyway, so this this that rambling diatribe aside, there is a system called Lore Finder. Lore and what, Finder. Lore, lore Finder. Lore Finder. Lore, like like you're finding the lore. Yeah, like and you're finding Dad's brother. Yes, 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 yes. You're finding you're finding Gator's brother. So, uh, what that is is it's literally a mashup between Pathfinder and Gumshoe. And the reason this is relevant to Fourth Edition is because when you're running social investigation or like basically if you are not if you do not have minis on the table and you're not running combat you are using the gumshoe system in lore finder lore finder like basically it gives you rules and how to set up character sheets to make it all work but when it's not combat you're essentially using a separate character sheet and you're using the rules for gumshoe to do your investigation and your social stuff and like you know to do your your role-playing segment and then when it goes to the fights when, it, when an encounter happens, then you basically like turn your character sheet over and you have your fucking stat blocks for Pathfinder and you, you grind out the fight that way. So if you're doing fourth edition, just find something different to do the non-combat parts. Well, yeah, well, I mean, or, or you could actually play your D&D game as famous detectives, you know, each with their own class. Like, so Sherlock Holmes would be your fighter, right? I mean, that would be lit too. <laughs> Miss Marples could be a wizard. Um, yeah. Let's see. What about uh, Agatha Christie? Agatha, well, Agatha Art? Christie is the DM. Oh, so. Agatha Christie is the writer who created it. So, like, uh, you know, Hercule Poirot, he might be a, an artisan. Okay. Uh, or uh, then you could have, I don't know, MacGyver. No, MacGyver would be that. MacGyver would be your artisan. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm throwing MacGyver with Sherlock Holmes, but sure, let's go for it. <laughs> Jim Rockford could be a monk, I think. There you go. Nice, I want nice. who's who'd Columbo. I just I've played characters like Columbo. I think I've played Columbo in every class in <laughs> at this what, point. What about uh what about Easy Rollins? What's Easy Rollins from? Uh he's from Devil in a Blue Dress. Oh the Devil in a Blue Dress. Like what? Yeah. I don't know that. What what the hell are you are you pulling out some like obscure yeah. thing? Oh uh, I, no. Is this it, an anime? No, he, 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 I thought it. I, I guess I underestimated how popular Easy Rollins is as a detective character. <laughs> um, he uh, he was he was in a he, he was played by Denzel Washington in a film. Does that, does that count? Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, I feel bad about this because he is a uh, African American private investigator, and we are in day three of Black History Month. Um, oh, Devil. Okay, I know. I I know this. All yeah, right. yeah. Devil in a Blue Dress. It was. It was. A, it was a movie. It was. Yeah. A I, I, way to derail that joke, Steve. I'm sorry. I was. I was trying to just put up another character. We were <laughs> chugging along perfectly. It was like chicka 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 chicka. And then all of a sudden, cow on the train tracks. Uh, well, you know, I guess we'll just have to. <laughs> Easy Rollins will just always be that. He'll Easy be the Rollins will be in your heart. He'll be the albatross. He'll be the albatross. <laughs> uh the albatross around episode 300 yes 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 uh no we uh yeah so so anyway we're getting back with the, with the dungeons and dragons stuff because you went on your fucking diatribe about fourth edition that nobody likes so yes, i love you're literally howling into the wind i love fourth edition no there's there's a fourth edition renaissance now it's not there is <laughs> there it's is happened. no fourth edition renaissance there's a fourth edition renaissance two people does not make it a renaissance <laughs> it's a renaissance <laughs> yeah <laughs> you saying there's a renaissance is just like you're trying to create a fourth edition tulpa <laughs> i 
am gonna there's not enough tulpa. people to bring that tulpa to life steve <laughs> i'm making i'm making tulpa. <laughs> uh, uh, that's funny <laughs> that's what i i firmly but i i'll get back to what we were talking about but i firmly believe donald trump is a tulpa at this point <laughs> of every idiotic <laughs> american psychic th- psychic thought put into one being uh yeah i could see it yeah like he is literally a tulpa and and that's what and I, I guarantee you because David Lynch listens to our podcast, he's going. That's exactly what I've been saying. Yeah, David Lynch knows. He's a tulpa. <laughs> he's a tulpa. Where's my donut? <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, Wiz- the Wizards of the Coast division of Hasbro has denied that a Chinese news report that Hasbro could be selling its Dungeons and Dragons franchise to Tencent. And Tencent, of course, is the Chinese super mega conglomerate where they buy up everything. Yeah, Tencent is Tencent is one of the biggest companies in the world. Um, yeah, they're they're absolutely massive. They own so much shit, obviously. And of course, you know, we say they're a Chinese company, but of course, they're founded in the Cayman Islands. Um, mm. Of course, yeah. Don't forget that. Uh, but yeah, so they are uh, they're one of the largest venture capitalist corporations like that exists. Um, if you've played anything, you probably know you've you've probably played Tencent. Like you 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 don't even know you've played a Tencent product. Uh, that that's how that's their that's their level of reach. Like if you've ever played a video game, you've, yeah, you've probably played a, uh, a Tencent product. But to, to give you so so to to give you an idea, I'm just gonna go super fast. Uh, Funcom, Riot Games, Sumo Group, Visual Arts, Turtle Rock Studios, Wake Up Interactive, Inflection Games, Techland, Kiloworks, Clay Entertainment, uh, Jaeger Development, Fat Shark, Mint Clips, Supercell, Grinding Your Games, Don't Nod, Epic Games, uh, that's Fortnite, by the way, uh, Pocket Gems, C Limited, Bloober Team, uh, they're the guys who made uh, that, sh- they're making Silent Hill 2, remaking it looks like fucking ass, uh, Marvelous from Japan, uh, Shift Up, South Korea, Netmarvel, uh, From Software, I'm sure everyone's heard of that, you know, the people who made fucking Dark Souls, uh, Kako, Ubisoft, uh, Crafton, Frontier Developments, Katakawa Corporation, Paradox Interactive, Remedy Entertainment. So a lot of those names you might not know, but I guarantee you've played or watched something that that company has has made. So yeah, Tencent is an impossible to escape megacorp. Yes. So the only thing that can take them down is a spunky group of cyber hackers. This is true. This is true. Yes. As 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 we know, we can, and we could run that game. But it's probably owned by Tencent, so um, yeah, we, we yeah. have to we know we we have to pay them the dividends to run the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're 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 massive. Yeah, they're absolutely they're absolutely massive. Uh, I I don't think D and D is a very odd purchase for them. Uh, that's all I'll say. Like, could they buy it? Absolutely. Tencent has infinite money. Um, so like their 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 equity has to be in like the hundreds of billions of dollars at this point. So like I, I, and you know here's here's the thing and I could believe that in exactly what you're saying for two things. One, I mean it's kind of contradictory. Why would Hasbro sell something that made 125 million dollars last year, right? Or how much? 150 million? 150 million, yeah. 150 million dollars last year. Um right now it probably does not like the they're probably at least making a hundred million off of whatever it probably costs 50 million to put out whatever they're putting out for the year, you know, with printing and, and shipping and all that stuff mm-hmm. paying everyone. So like, let's say that's a $50 million investment a year, but they're, they're making back a hundred million on that. And they're like, you'd be like, as a, as a person, as a normal human being, I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense because you, you probably that you could make that much in perpetuity. If you just keep on putting out a quality product, However, Tencent could come in and be like, we will give you $2 billion for Dungeons and Dragons. Like, that's, that's now, a, yeah. 
here is something that does make sense for Tencent. Purchasing exclusive rights to something digital for Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. So but, now and, that I could see, like like video games, like like I could see a a Tencent like Tencent does gotcha games. That's one of the many things they do. But I could absolutely see Tencent creating a successful Dungeons and Dragons gotcha game. That I could see. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I was going to say is that Hasbro over the last two years has had a major stumbling blocks with Dungeons and Dragons, even though Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition, as much as we might not like it as an RPG, a it's a quality product B it's consistently updated and supported. Um, and, and C it's still majorly popular. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Bald I mean, Baldur's Gate three alone, uh, yeah. elevated how much, uh, popularity it has. And, and that would actually, that that would be something that would get the attention of Tencent because that, like, and the reason the, the whole the whole reason I was rambling about that is because Tencent's a they're 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 a tech company they're they're very yeah. much digital stuff so like like social media platforms video games uh, who reads books and, and yeah I mean they don't they, that's that's exactly why I thought it was super it would be super weird for them to buy Dungeons and Dragons because I'm like I'm like Tencent they haven't even they haven't even thought of a book <laughs> yeah so yeah they don't read no one yeah, reads yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so um. What I would, what I wanted to, uh, to add to that, was that I think. Wait, hold on, just one second. Sure. Uh, and, and while, while I take this thing, just to just to put it in perspective, uh, anyone, uh, Wells Fargo, the bank, Tencent is worth more than Wells Fargo, the bank. That's just. just <laughs> but what about Wachovia? Um, what the fuck is a Wachovia? <laughs> that's another bank. Um, Wachovia, whatever. Um, no, what I was gonna say is, is that Hasbro. Is having a it could make sense because Hasbro is having a shit year. Dungeons and Dragons, anything they are trying to do with it to make money, they're getting intense fan pushback. Intense fan pushback. Mm. I mean, literally, look at everything that they've tried to do, and it's just like the the OSR um debacle. Oh yeah. They they've they've literally they they tried to monetize it, but they tried to monetize it like fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like the only and like okay, so you have the OSR debacle. You have six five and um uh five five six edition. There's a lot of like they they can't pull the trigger on anything on that because a it was announced years ago, and b they 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 haven't really done anything with it. Like there's no release dates. There's nothing. Oh, that's because there's a, there's because there's a so here's something that here's here's one thing that is that is uh I don't know I don't know if I say troubling but there's 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 a pervasive rumor that I I get. I, I have no evidence of, or I just know it's a rumor. So this is a tabletop game rumor. So you take it with a fucking a boulder of salt. But the 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 rumor is that the the new edition is going to be is going to be almost solely focused as a digital experience. Mm. So with that rumor, and now this rumor of ten cent, maybe there is something to it. I don't know. There, there could very well be. Um, yeah, and it's. I, I know a lot of people enjoy playing it digitally. I mean, I'm not I'm not poo pooing that. I'm old school. I think playing if uh, like playing via Zoom is probably the closest that I will get to a digital D and D experience. If I have to log on to something and like with digital avatars, no, I don't want to do that. I don't. I it's just dumb to me. I'd much rather just hang around a table, passing around chips and drinking Mountain Dew, you know, bullshitting with people. I think that's a, a much more fun experience than um playing online i think the digital experience though convenient is very cold 
Yeah, I like the, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I have not seen a digital platform yet that I think is good enough that I would say, hey, you know, like, you should do this instead. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I, I, just, uh, I, I've never seen anything where I'm like, hey, this is a, a great experience. And like, this is way better than sitting around a table with your friends. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't say what. Yeah, I mean, uh, Baldur's Gate three is fucking phenomenal. Like that game is super good. Like I haven't even played it yet, but I've watched so much content of it. I'm like, oh my fucking god, I have to play this game. <laughs> I just, I need to set aside the time that I'm gonna, that I know that that game is gonna fucking kill of mine. Um, yeah, because it is absolutely going to murder my fucking time. I know it. Uh, I'm gonna fucking yeah. I, so I'm, I've been avoiding it actually. But um, uh, no, yeah. and it's and it's totally legit. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, if you there are some people that just can't get a play group to sit together. I'm incredibly lucky. My play group, I got five people with two waiting in the wings who want to join in. Mm. Um, we play about once a month. Um, just to, and it's you know just it's based on convenience. So. That that all said, if they if they found something, if they found a way for a DM to easily manipulate something that looked like Baldur's Gate and create a tabletop experience from that, like yeah, you're gonna that 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 would be uh, incredible. But I mean, I you know, there's just like I, the the closest that I know of was that would be Neverwinter Nights, and that was like very labor intensive. Oh God, Neverwinter Nights was what ninety <laughs> five. Yeah, well, that's it. That's the last thing I could think of where they had like a full like you could make a campaign and have people play through it. Uh, digitally that was the only one i could think of um no you're right you're right that that did exist back in the day um yeah, and then yeah. they didn't they fuck over neverwinter nights um they did yeah, something no. with it where they changed it and it was like a huge issue i just i never played it so uh there was so it wasn't necessarily that it was the uh I, one of the i think it was neverwinter nights 2 one of them like just that one of the games just fucking sucked yeah that's, wow. what, that's what it was it wasn't like it wasn't an it wasn't like a ha 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 mustache twirling we've we've fucked you over it was like might have been two. I don't remember. There, there, there was, there was a thing. You are correct. There was a thing. I just don't remember what the thing was. <laughs> there was a thing. It had a thing. I don't remember what the thing was. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what the thing was. I do not remember what the thing was. All right, uh, enough, enough talk about Dungeons and Dragons. The the only thing that we talk about in this podcast has been a long, longer, been around longer than um, our podcast. Enough, enough talk. Have at you. <laughs> Have at you. Uh, <laughs> so, um. Let's let's uh, I want to talk about the old world for a second. Um, I think uh, my wife is leaving just a second. You leaving? Yeah. You taking Joey? Nope. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I was oh, yeah, the old world. I finally got a couple games in. Um, yeah. And I wanted to I wanted to give my initial re retort to the let's, game. Let's go um so you know steve and i have been slobbing at the knob we'll be gobbling at the knob kind of in yes. in, in in uh in honor of oh that, that, knob's, that knob's been gobbled yes I, I, it's 2023 and or 2024 and we still call it gobbler's knob like they should have changed the name a long time ago what's wrong with gobbler's um, knob gobbler's knob that's where the groundhog is yeah i know i that's want it, it to be gobbler's knob i know it's what, just what, like i mean uh, well i mean what are you gonna call it like the goon mound <laughs> Well, that would be 2024. Yes, <laughs> 2024. We would have changed it to the goon, ma na, uh, the goon mound. The goon. Um, so, anywho, uh, the game is nearly identical to the sixth edition, and in, in terms of play, 
Um, maybe not sixth edition. I'll say it's nearly identical to seventh edition in terms of play. Um, I enjoy it quite a bit. I, I liked my game that I had. The the changes to the magic system and combat system really, really refreshed, or actually, say our combat resolution have really refreshed the game. Mm. Um, I really, really liked that magic is very optional at this point. Like you don't you don't even need to bring a wizard if you don't need to. Like I always felt in previous editions, if you did not bring a wizard, you were fucked. So just oh, yeah. so you could have at least have a dispel scroll. No, you you don't even really have that this edition. Um you you probably want to because it's a little fun to have during the magic phases, you know, your little your little boobobs and, and gambits and everything else, but I don't really think you need a, a a wizard, but the magic system feels good. It's easy. It's super easy to use. Yeah, I mean that's that that was that was always one of the biggest problems with Warhammer is, is that magic was is just it was either like your army either had OP magic or it was garbage. There was like no there was no middle ground. Now I've been mostly playing smaller games, so maybe on a larger scale, magic becomes much more important. But I feel if you're hitting that level, you probably want to bring a wizard anyway. And I'm yeah, talking I mean, about if you're playing a full size yeah. game. You, you want to bring a wizard. I've been mostly looking at 1250 to 1500 points just to kind of learn the system. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'd i want to bring a wizard at like two. Well, I mean, I guess I also it depends on your army, too. Like so, some armies need wizards a lot more than others. So here's some things that I really, really like. OK. Uh, one. I well, I already talked about the magic Two, I really like combat. Uh, the combat system has changed a bit. So now. Anyone in your front rank who is not in combat gets one attack. So you know how it used to be if you were touching an enemy, you got to attack them, but anyone on like the sides that weren't touching the enemy never got to attack, right? Yes, yes, yes. So if you have like a, a five-man unit going up against an eight-man, uh, five-man frontage going up against an eight-man frontage, you might be able to get six attacks in with the eight-man, and then you'd have two guys who are not doing anything. Yeah, the eight-man is going to miss some attacks for sure. Yes, the eight man's going to miss. And there's some guys who are just uh, hanging out on the sides. Now those guys get extra attacks, right? So everyone in the front rank fights, essentially? Everyone in the front rank fights. That's good. Um, so anyone who's got a single attack, so like an Empire Swordsman, now everybody in the front rank attacks for them. So, but, and here's why this is important. You might be like, oh, well, you know, it's only going to be like two extra attacks. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, I hear a huge amount of extra attacks. Well, in fantasy, yes. But here's the thing. So heavy infantry, so anything that's on a 30 mil base, so essentially. Chaos, war like, chaos warriors. So I maybe chaos warriors. So like let's think black orcs, right? Yes. So black orcs count as heavy infantry. They get rank bonus with four man frontage. Okay. Yes. Empires. Yeah. <laughs> anybody who's on a 25 mil base, let's say an empire infantry has to have a five-man frontage to get rank bonus, okay? So, and rank bonus is, there's no longer plus three rank bonus. It only goes up to max plus two. So there was no reason to take anything deeper than four ranks, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. In, in, in theory. So for an Empire Swordsman, a 20-man unit is probably pretty good. You got a five-man frontage, you got four ranks deep, and there you go. That's nothing more than four ranks deep. You never want to go deeper than that. Correct. And orcs is the same way. You might 16 might be ideal for you. Um, but 
if you go higher than that, let's say you do a 24 man unit of Empire Swordsman, you get that extra thing on the side as well. And then you're going up against a four man orc frontage. Now you're getting six attacks to their four attacks. It's pretty interesting how you can manipulate those two rules and justify it as well. So there's no like great idea. There's no like, like, um, well, not, I don't want to say meta idea, but there's no like gaming the system to say this is infinitely better than this. No, but the, the, one of the best things about that too, is that also makes some of the old, um, there used to be some really old, like narrow configurations that were like kind of okay. Sometimes, um, like the the ten man frontage two hand weapon corn warriors, yeah. I don't know if you remember that. Thing. Like that was that was a unit that was like sometimes that was that unit was fucking great, and other times it was really bad <laughs> based on you know things like that. But now the ten man corn warriors unit will just work. Yeah, like if if you have a ten man frontage, they'll all attack. So so I was hypothetically thinking, you know, if you had let's say a ten man frontage of swordsmen. Empire Swordsmen with two ranks, so like 20 men, but it's only two, uh, the front rank and the back rank, right? So you would get to hypothetically plus one for rank uh, and a banner, and you'd get 10 attacks in the frontage, right? Right. It just leave your frontage super open, so you're probably going to get multiple charges against you, but it's just like, and that's exact, that's like the exact reason not to do it. You're like, oh man, I can have 10 attacks in the front, but all of a sudden, my front is super open, so I'm going to get multiple units charging me at the same time. It's great strategic thinking in terms of, like, a fun popcorn game. Yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, it's not like this is, like, deep thought. We're going to, oh, my God, this is, you know, going to revolutionize the system. This is more of, like, oh, this is kind of fun to think about. You know, it's this is kind of some fun word hammer. Mm. Um, so that's really great. And then, so, and then afterwards, combat resolution changed. And we talked about it, about like, you know, giving ground and, and running and like how now there's a middle one where if you run in combat, right, and you roll over your leadership, but under your standard leadership. So if your standard leadership is a 10 and but with modified, you had to roll a seven and you roll an eight, you run. If the enemy does not catch you, you auto reform at the end in, in the beginning of the next turn. Yeah. Does that make it so it's like, oh, now they can't necessarily just keep charging you and you're running off the field if you don't reform past your leadership. You auto reform. It's the amazing. Break, the breaking and just like your unit just being completely destroyed is gone. Like that's not happening yeah. anymore. Also, also what's cool is initiative changed. And they, I never re, I didn't really know this till I read the rule book. But for every inch you charge, you get a plus one to your initiative. So that's, if you go, that's, I didn't even see that. That's awesome. That is fucking phenomenal. And it's phenomenal for certain armies. So if you have like great weapon dwarves and you get a charge off, yeah, you're going, awesome. and you get, you know, you know, great weapons you do. You don't have, it's not necessarily always strikes last. You have a minus two to initiative, right? Mm -hmm. But if you charge that go disappear. So you're just going off your normal initiative. Well, dwarves have shitty initiative. So that's a terrible, um, <laughs> terrible, uh, uh, example. Oh, I mean, but a big, but a big charge giving them initiative would be great. Cause that, yeah. means that, that means that their terrible initiative is not going to be terrible. And they're going to, they're going to possibly strike first with great weapons, which is awesome. Well, yeah. So like uh, empire, great swords, that's a great example of that. Yeah. So they have decent initiative or, or, uh, elf sword masters, another one, uh, high elf sword masters. 
it, it's like you can charge in and you hypothetically could have higher initiative than your enemy with a great weapon, but you have to like look, the stars have to align for you. And that's what makes it cool. Like, it's not necessarily like, well, I'm going to do this and it's all scientific. It's like, no, there's like so many hypotheticals that go in the way that it's never a guarantee. And it's cool. Yeah, I, I love that. So like my scenario that I'm thinking it, that I was that I want to describe overall is, is that if you charge into combat um, and the enemy loses, right, they but they pass their leadership, they get knocked back two inches, that pushback. Right. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, on the next turn, like if it's the enemy's turn, you didn't break them. They can charge in two inches into you and they get plus two to their initiative charging into you and you didn't break them. Does that make sense? What I'm talking yeah. Oh, about? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. There's so there's a, there's a back and forth. There's a back and forth push. So it's like, oh, well, I got beat this turn, but I passed my leadership. So I get knocked back. But guess what? I'm going next. So my guys get to charge in and I get my chops with the plus two initiative. It's okay. it's it's I a like neat, it. yeah. I like it too. I like how that feels, even in my head. It feels, it doesn't feel crunchy. It feels really organic, if that's the right word I want to use. Okay, yeah, no, I dig it. Yeah, it's got so good mouth feel. <laughs> it has a really really good mouth feel. Um, <laughs> also some stuff I never really got to try out, but I do like and I want to try out soon is reformations. So when you have, you can so. You have a type of for you can move change your formations. Uh, several units can change their formations, so you could hypothetically move the amount of frontage you have on your units to create a marching order, and you could march up to three times your movement. So for I don't know what are humans they think are movement four. So it's like you get you can move twelve inches on a march instead of eight, and then you can reform to create a combat order. The next turn for half your movement if that makes sense okay and there's certain upgrades you can give units or that come with the upgrade that you can do that automatically without wasting your movement so it's like at the beginning of your turn you reform for free and then you can move and attack or, or charge or anything like that it's super neat i'm very excited i hopefully my uh we'll, we'll see how good my etsy army is yes uh it's it's coming I mean, I was I, I in playing my games and I know this probably to most people who are listening are like, oh, my God, they're talking about the dumbest things ever. But it's these little nuancey things that I really, really enjoyed with this game. Um, and I, I think it's it's really good. Now, I've only really played with dwarves and orcs at this point. So I've only really coming from those perspectives. Um, let me tell you this, Steve, though. Chariots are good. This edition. Nice. They're, they're good. Um, yes, they could still like light chariots can still take a lot of uh, damage and might not be effective. But I'll tell you, getting off that charge with the plus two initiative and everything. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that sounds great. I mean, that would be huge for the skeleton chariots, too, because because you have terrible initiative, too, right? Oh, yeah, they're garbage. Skeletons yeah. are like initiative two. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're ass. <laughs> yes. But if you get off that charge, you're initiative four with your attacks. Yeah, that's going to be great. That that's that's that I really like. That's a that's such a fucking that. That's a, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, stroke GW's wang doodle too much, but God, that's a fucking genius change. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that's like, that's something I like, I never, I've never even considered that, but my, that's a fucking genius change. Yes, exactly. That's how I feel about it. It's like, man, that is a genius change. All right. Um, but that, that's kind of my feelings on the old world so far. So I know, you know, gobbling the knob, 
is is what we've been doing lately with the old world but i've just everything about this game so far i've just enjoyed watching the release watching like what they're doing with it another thing that they're doing is they're re-releasing the old models so like out of print old models are getting like um print to order which are great mm -hmm. you know like why not why there's, there, there's some there's some metals which uh, yeah. the metals were expensive but i was kind of surprised that they were not as expensive as i had thought no you know what though they they totally catch up with inflation so like the bretonian on pegasus 40 dollars um he originally sold for like 25 and if you look for like at the the change in, in uh inflation it matches for like a, i think it was like 35 what i saw so they're selling it for 40 it's not that much more yeah they actually uh they actually re um they just they just they just pushed the price forward <laughs> yeah exactly um oh also steve let me tell you this flying units are fucking broke this edition uh I'm, I'm, Flying units are usually pretty broken. Yeah. I mean, anything to get around to uh, a rear charge is insane. It's insane. Yeah. If you could take a flying unit, you I think that would be the one thing that I would say is a must in this edition. You have to have something that can get around to the the flanks and yeah, the rear. Flying units are generally were generally always pretty nasty. Um, so yeah, I maybe that means that uh carrion will be useful for Tomb Kings. Yeah, no, not bloody likely. Yeah, no, not bloody likely. They, they, they are. They were. They were always the worst unit in the in the army by a by a lot, <laughs> by a long run. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah, I, I think I think it's uh, orcs are the next ones that are up. Um. So maybe it might be a double. Well, I want to see if it's going to be a double release or a single release. So is it going to be orcs and dwarves, or is it just going to be orcs? And then they'll do dwarves later. Um. Yes. It'll be interesting to see. But I, you know, the funny thing, I think the funniest thing that I've, I've dealt with, with the old world release is the number of people who are saying, I'm going to play Bretonians. And it's like, no, you're not, you're not uh, playing Bretonians. A whole lot of people bought Bretonians. So maybe. I know they bought a whole lot of people brought, bought Bretonians, but the second they realized they got to paint Bretonians, they ain't painting Bretonians. <laughs> I, I mean, no, nope. no, no, no. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I just want to, I just want to throw one, one thing out there. How is that different than any other army? No, because Bretonians, you have to paint every horse. Like, they're going to want to paint every horse differently. You don't have to. You could paint every horse with red tabards and then be done with it. But they ain't doing that. They're going to want to do heraldry and all that stuff. And they will paint one horse and be like, no fucking way. Yeah, but they're, they're, <laughs> that they're, is called the history of Bretonia right they're there. Just, they're just not going to paint it just like they're not going to paint any other army. <laughs> that, that could very well happen, too. <laughs> could very well happen. And Bretonians are pretty busted in the in the traditional gw uh um canon they have made the the new armies essentially the best to buy <laughs> the armies that no one had they're making the best i mean that's good i, I, from, I what, from, from what i've seen the initial the initial uh the armchair grognards um they all think that the game is pretty well balanced so far the guys the, these are the guys who like are obsessed with just breaking it that's like like all they yes. want to do is break the game oh my god the sweat learning has been awful lately i'll talk about that in a second anyway, yeah continue, so continue. uh the the consensus is everything seems to be pretty balanced there is not a clear like this is the best army at the moment uh, it seems like uh, the armies are quite good except for warriors of chaos which depending on who you talk to warriors of chaos are the most dog shit terrible army in the game by far or they're the literal best army in the game <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, either way, that's uh, that's good. Um, yeah, so so people can't agree on that one. But other than that, it seems that most people feel that the the, the game balance seems pretty okay. And looking at the way that they're doing the books, or, or rather, I don't know, whatever, whatever we're going to call these things that aren't codexes, um, I think it's going to be really easy to maintain a very healthy balance of the game because they're not doing basically the, the 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 army stuff is in case you have not looked at any of the old world things so before the way armies worked is you know you bought your wood elf you know you had your gw core book and you had your you buy your wood elf codex and then that has all your your wood elf, wood elf army book that has all your fucking rules in it blah 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 so what they did for this edition is they they released that ravening hordes and the forces of uh what are they what are the forces of order is that what they call them uh yeah the the, the forces of 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 uh, the good fantasy. guy book yeah forces of fantasy that's what it is so uh forces of fantasy and ravening hordes yes 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 ravening hordes are bad guys forces of fantasy are good guys so what they did is those 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 little books that bretonian book you can't use that bretonian book by itself you no. have to have the forces of fantasy book yep and the reason that i think that's genius for balance is because the balance is all written together like everyone got their rules at the same fucking time like mm -hmm. the forces of fantasy are your core rules what the army books do is they fuck with your selections like they fuck with what you can pick and what counts as what which is great because it's like oh you have a t you, you want to play the the tomb king focused list cool you get a special unit of uh tomb guard chariots as a core choice like that's the kind of shit you'll get you, yeah it, 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 so it's going to be really hard for them to you know just like accidentally snap break the game by releasing one of those like supplement books it's just it's just not it's just very unlikely no and that's and it's part of the reason why i think horus heresy is as good as it is because it's pretty similar in in release um not not exactly i i like the little arcane journals I was hoping that they would do that for Horus Heresy for each of those armies. And if these arcane journals work, they probably will do that. But I'm telling you, if you like old school GW, you like six edition fantasy and you like third and fourth edition 40K, play Horus Heresy, play Old World. Like that's like that is the games of your youth. Like your let youth. the let these youngins play 40K in Age of Sigmar. <laughs> yeah. The youths. Oh my god! And like the sweat lording right now, like I'm playing a Bretonian lord. What's the most optimal out, uh, you know, outfit <laughs> for the, for this? And every time, I just want to say, game classy rule: shut the fuck up. Just play what you want to play. What, but play whatever you want to model on your lord. Exactly. Like don't don't like this optimal bullshit. It's like you know how unfun that is. Play what you want to model on your lord. If you're if you're yeah. taking a tomb king with the destroyer of eternities, take that because you want to make a tomb king with the destroyer of eternities. Of eternities. Yeah the um yeah the dwarves have a, a magic uh, uh armor rune that gives them toughness 10 which basically makes them unkillable right yeah, toughness 10 is insane that's super strong yeah i mean you're you're literally so like i can outload i can out i can load out my uh dwarf lord with a shield bearers which give them i think plus three wounds i can make them toughness 10 and I could still give them a great weapon with a couple runes that make them strike first. And yeah. it's like, that's I mean, and, and hell that's yeah, insane. that's that, that's that's exactly how dwarves are supposed to like dwarves were always supposed to be like that, like dwarf characters. That was the one thing, even when dwarves were like a shit army, one of the things that dwarves always had going for them and they should because they, they have they take a lot of they, they have a lot of drawbacks for it, is that their characters are fucking nuts. 
that was actually always one of the things with dwarves there's a super cheap rune you can give to your characters that lets your character that lets all dwarves move through cover that's really good too yeah it's fantastic um anyway but that's getting to uh to sweat lordy but i just wanted to say that it's like if you see these people in the wild that are asking for what's the nominal uh, the optimal output and I'm, i it's been pretty good i and i know that started with horus heresy where people would say like what's the optimal out you know outfit for this person it's just people saying whatever you want is the optimal output don't ask these questions but seriously people need to start pushing back on these people saying don't ask these stupid questions no one wants to play you if you're going to be like this <laughs> yeah we gotta get we gotta gatekeep a little <laughs> we gotta gatekeep just a little bit but not in like it's got to be like a like a, almost like a like toxic positivity but not <laughs> wait toxic positivity it's got to be like like toxic it, it's got to be like i don't know like positive gatekeeping yes where it's wait. like I don't know what would be the proper term for it. One of the good things they did too is they also made a universal uh, three-unit max. Oh, that's for that's for tournaments though. Right, but I mean everyone's gonna nobody everyone's gonna use those rules. Like the tournament rule set becomes the casual rule set, like pretty yeah. pretty consistently. So that's gonna be something that you're gonna see enforced kind of everywhere. You are absolutely uh, correct on that, and, and that is extremely important simply because. Um, like I said before, like one of the one of the quickest things that can um, uh, break a uh, game is you know, like the MSU. That was the first thing. Like that's the first thing I always think of. Like I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like, am I gonna get annoyed by someone taking 25 man units? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so the immediately yeah. being like, you can't do that. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> like, that, great. <laughs> there, that's good. In looking at the game and looking at how it's it's set up. If you're taking more than three units of anything, you shouldn't be playing this game. You are a sweat lord and you're awful. <laughs> no, and it's and that's serious though. And that's serious. Like if you're taking like four orc boy units, like even that, which they're not great, but you're still sweat lordy. You're you're doing you're trying to do something that really defeats the purpose of the game. Yeah, just play 40k. Like if, if that's what you want to do, just play 40k. Exactly. Just play 40k. Just go no play play Age of Sigmar play 40k pay play anything else. No no it it, it being super competitive Age of Sigmar makes you lose friends fast. <laughs> 40k is the only if you want to be like a total miniature lord sweat like the only option is 40k. Yeah I get you're you know what you're right like like people will not play you if you play like a super dickhead army in Age of Sigmar like they will not they will not stand for it. <laughs> All right um, and so let's let's. We are at episode 300 here, folks. Not that it's just an arbitrary number. We've been doing this podcast for over 10 years at this point. God damn. Um, we've been doing it for 13 years, I think. God damn. God damn. Because <laughs> I think we started in 2011, maybe-ish? I think that's when we started. The heady days of Obama. We've outlasted three. We've, we've been with through three presidents, Steve. Wow. Look at us. And how many, how many British prime ministers? At least six at this point, right? I don't know. I'm so charmingly befuddled. Yes, we we have a. I know we got to live through the rise and fall of Theresa May. Um, that was that was always fun. Um, so <laughs> we got we got Brexit. We we had Donald Trump. We we had a lot going on. The last decade sucked. Well, you know the 2010 to 2020 sucked. I'm just gonna put that out there. Uh, yeah. I mean, can you can you just say that for about any time, any span of time? Um, I will say that the 90s were fun but and didn't suck, but the 90s were very um, shrill and empty. Okay. Um, yeah. They were, also they, ex, they were also extreme. They were extreme, yes. I mean, I always like, 
I look at the 90s as a very positive experience for me. I really love the 90s. The I mean, people who are, you know, like minorities or gay, they might not think the same way. But um, yes, uh, I as a straight white male, the 90s were pretty great in the um, in the window in the through the lens of strictly like pop culture and random crap the 90s were pretty sweet yeah. uh in 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 many i mean in any other way you know there's there's always there's always a negative uh oh, yes, yes, at yes. any time you can always say like i mean i mean shit, just 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 watch a 90s comedy and you'll be like oh, <laughs> oh yeah. no, you're right you are right there yeah <laughs> not, not not third rock from the sun <laughs> <laughs> uh no not there the rock of the sun is very good uh yes. you know what? sitcoms and sitcoms kind of didn't really have... watch a 90s comedy film yes oh yes, yes. um let me 90s see. What's comedy the... film yeah they, they, the, comedy. yeah the, like like I, road like, trip <laughs> no, i think that was 2000s or yeah road 2000s. trip was 2000s that I actually i think i think road trip was actually the first of the like uh movies that should suck but ended up being pretty good era of the early 2000s the uh, early two early 2000s had a lot of great comedies that I think will go down as like the last era of the great comedy. Yeah, and like and and by all accounts, those movies should be fucking garbage. Like like Road Trip, that movie should be a piece of shit. Like that. Like, Super Troopers. Super Troopers also should be a piece of shit. Anchorman. Phenomenal. Uh, what is what's another one? Um, Dodgeball. Uh, Dodgeball. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, Euro Euro Trip as well. Yeah. Oh, I love Euro Trip. Not another teen movie. Not another not team another movie. Team. Yes. One of the funniest movies I've ever fucking seen is not another team movie. And like it and that movie, again, also from tonight. <laughs> do, do, I just jerked off your tonight. French toast. <laughs> yeah, like that movie should be shit, but it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, all right, all right, all right. Back uh getting out of the nineties, getting out of the nineties. Movies rule. Well, considering <laughs> this podcast started eleven years after the nineties ended. Um yeah, but we're 90s kids. Yes, we are 90s kids. Um, so I reached out to just our Discord just saying, let us know your favorite bits and any questions, you know, we will read and probably not answer correctly um, on the podcast for today. So just a little bit of reminiscing for episode 300. Um, as it is, as I said, an arbitrary number. Yes. Doesn't really mean anything, but it's kind of a, um, it's kind of like we like to assign meaning to random meaningless things. Yeah. It's called the human experience. So Raza, of course, who's been listening to us for years, um, favorite bit, the Halloween Lovecraft episode uh, special. It's good stuff. I love that. I still go back and listen to it every hollow every Halloween. Um, if you remember that one, I don't know if you remember that. Uh, I've, I have not listened to it in a long time, but I do remember we read spooky stories. That was fun. We did. It's on YouTube. You guys can you guys can look for it. I don't remember, but it was years and years and years ago. I really enjoyed it. Um, and you know what's really funny is every once in a while someone will contact me and say, are you the guy who read the Lovecraft stories? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, it's us. It's really weird. Like it happened to IRL a couple of times and I use the term IRL, which I feel sad about. Um, question answered incorrectly. If you were to make an army based on a video nation, what would it be? You said Final Fantasy. Um, this made no sense to me. I think that's that's you. Because you're the only person I know who would say Final Fantasy to that. That's not me. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, what I what I what I meant was is I would pick one of the Final Fantasy games, and I would make armies out of those nations. So, like, uh, oh, what's the fuck? I can't remember the like. Ah, uh, shit! I'm 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 gonna get canceled by being a, by being a bad Final Fantasy nerd. I can't remember Go Golbez and 
uh fuck i can't remember the kingdoms that are at war in final fantasy 4 anyway there's there's two fucking kingdoms that are in war in final fantasy 4 and what i would what, what I do is be like there you go there's there's your there's your two big factions from final fantasy 4 and you have your your your, your characters for final fantasy 4 you know could you have job classes blah 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 but then when you expand the game instead of having you know because obviously a two-faction game is not sustainable we all know this uh miniatures games require a minimum i believe mathematically of four factions and that's the minimum to work like you, you that's the level of variety you need to make it work um so there you go but uh and then so what i do is then the next the next release would be instead of final fantasy 4 would be final fantasy 6 and you have what about what about five steve you missed five uh i mean we you could do five final fantasy five is yeah. good final fantasy five is kind of underrated but yeah like but yes exactly that that's exactly my which, point. One, which one is american two uh american two is five okay what about american three is that six american three is six i like american three that was that was the one i enjoyed i enjoyed the most probably yeah yeah uh i think it is final fantasy no 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 four four is two in america five okay five got skipped yeah it goes it goes four then six that's two and that's two and three ah uh, okay yeah, so but, yeah, I, I liked American Three the best. Yes, that one's very good. That one is a very, very good game. That one had, I think, when I I remember that one from Nintendo Power Magazine, mm -hmm. and looking at that Japanese style art that they did with it. Oh yeah. Um, that I absolutely fell in love with that that style. Yes. Um, I did not become a weeaboo because of it, but I just remember really, really liking that art style. Yes, the that 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 is a uh, Yoshitaka Amano Sensei uh oh, okay and that, I think, did he do the dream hunters for sandman uh highly I might, like, highly likely uh i'm yeah i might be pulling a racism but he did, I just, he, did. I just, he did okay he did. i just i just i just i had to look it up but yes he did do the dream hunters for sandman but yeah no he's got that i mean and i think that's actually a really good way to describe his work it's it's dreamy it's very it really is i enjoy that quite a bit yeah that, that that's his style is like very dreamy it's very soft uh and I mean, you I, can you could totally see from the his stuff on Final Fantasy three, how it would inspire the people who would go on to do things like Dark Souls or um, uh, Kingdom Death. Oh yeah, like you, absolutely. you could see that evolution. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I love, yeah. I love his, I love his work. I think he's, I think he's phenomenal. Uh, he's, I think he's one of the one of the best artists. Um, like ever honestly like like i know i know that's like I, that might sound like fucking super nerdy and stupid to say about someone who do, did art for a video game but I, I truly think he's one of the best artists period like that has ever ever done done an art <laughs> I, I i i won't necessarily agree on that level but i'll say he's a very good artist yeah, um i'm a huge i'm a, I'm a huge, huge fan huge fan yeah i yeah i can yeah i mean mine is the guy who who does the rule 34 art um i think his name is anal gaper 22 oh well i mean um, i think he's the greatest artist of we, all time we weren't talking about high art we were just talking about art. oh oh i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> yeah. high art yeah yeah um if we're talking if we're talking whole if we're talking poles and holes we're, we're talking high art <laughs> oh okay um damas uh of course is another long-term listener uh terminal listener let's terminal listener um, yeah, terminal <laughs> listener my favorite bit was you hosting on podbean so every time i'm disturbed listening to the episode i have no reasonable way to remember where i've gotten up to and i generally forget to continue i'm sure i could figure that out somehow but i'm too old enough to start reject this new technology and my question <laughs> is i'll be over 50 by episode 400 and you aren't far behind does that depress you yeah kind of a little <laughs> bit 
I'm not. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'd use Podbean because guess what? That's what we started on. And I don't feel, I fear change. Um, but uh, no, and actually I was, so I, I was, I don't remember if I talked about this too much on the last podcast. I think I talked about my, my Ravenloft score at half price books on the last cast. Um, but I did want to like, one of the things that I was talking about with some people is how that made me feel like th- it was this beautiful, beautiful collection of Ravenloft books, a full set of all the Ravenloft box sets, all the Ravenloft books. And looking at that made me realize that someone died. Like that's the only thing that I could explain why that was at half price books. Mm. Someone died and their family brought it to half price books. They knew they maybe knew its worth and didn't feel like selling it on eBay or they just didn't care. And they just thought like, whatever, these are some RPG stuff. They're probably not worth that much. Um, I don't want that to happen to my family when I die of a massive coronary at the age of 51. Mm-hmm. So um, come, on, I, come on, 52. Yeah. 52 okay depends on how much cheese i eat yeah 52 let's give you a 52 you know and then, and then as as you're as you're as you're if, if anyone is there you've gotta you've you've gotta ma- manage to remember to choke it out and be like it's a comic book reference and then they'll a- be, <laughs> and they'll be like wait 52 wait just like the dc series limited, limited series 52 <laughs> just like that limited series that happened in 2007 right before dc fell apart see um there yeah. you go exactly that'd be that'd be pretty good um, so I, I'm, I'm, my plan is I'm going to start culling a lot of my collection in the next 10 years before I die of my massive coronary at 52. Nice. I'm proud of you. Just yeah. Um, so just so that's, that's that there. That, thank you. I, I, but I've already been thinking about my own mortality. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you getting rid of, I'm proud of you getting you, getting rid of some of your needful things. Yes. Um, Cruise Taint says, I love the era of shitting on GW and its fans during that rough patch in the teens. The fine, uh, cast the fine cast era. Um, and you know what? They totally deserve it. Yeah. I, I will not go back and defend what GW did. Absolutely not. That they yeah. were fucking dog shit. I, I I don't know. I think I think we've always been pretty fair. Like I believe that I believe that there's there's people who who always just stroke the cock of GW no matter what. Um, I I don't think we are that way. Uh, no. I think when the, I think when GW fucking shits their pants, we point out that they shit their pants. But when they when they produce a massive glorious glistening erection for us to observe such as the old world we observe it yeah i mean i i'm with you i think what gw did in the teens and i i honestly i think it was because of like the previous ceo you know um they just wanted to they wanted to pump up that company enough to sell it Mm -hmm. and they wanted to make a massive dividend and it ended up not happening and i think yeah it didn't work and when the new CEO came in, he turned things around and turned it into a company that we could enjoy supporting. Yeah. Now, they do shit their bed regularly. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think the rapid release of new editions of 40K is really ruining that game. Um, I think, yes, it's still a very popular game and people play it, but I it feels more like the most pump and dump game I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, pump, pump the brakes a little. Maybe, maybe they will. You know, we'll see. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm telling them to pump the brakes a little, uh, not you. <laughs> no, no, I, I, and I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they did it. Because, I mean, I, I think from what I've heard, the current edition is decent. They just need to um, prune it. So hopefully they, hopefully they do that. Yes. I mean, like I said, I mean, I mean, I, I, I fucking, I, I make fun of 40k all the time. Um, but like, I mean, it's cool. I don't want 40k to fail. I like 40k. I think it's neat. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 you know, I, I feel the exact same way. It's like I don't want anything to fail. Um, 
I do. I, I think that they they have made some hysterical blunders. I mean, the Legionis Imperialis, the Legions Imperialis release, I think has been um, hysterical to say the least. Yeah, it's like been very bad. the the epic bungle that was Curse City, but I don't think that was really their fault. That was more of a shipping issue. Yeah, that was a logistics one. I will I will give them credit on that one. That was a logistics issue. Yeah, um, the way that they release. But I do I'll, I'll say that they're stupid for the way that they release certain things like the cards for the old world, like the the Bretonian Tomb Kings, the battle magic cards like they that release was so bungled. Like, yeah, I would have paid for that. Right. You would have bought mean, at I, least the battle cards. The thing is, without knowing how many were available, I cannot definitively say if that was bungled or not. Um, I mean, I know enough people didn't get it that it's like they they lost out on lots of money oh for like, sure with their, with their I, estimations i would really like to know what they estimated though because i mean clearly they fucking did not anticipate the reaction that they got like clearly so, this is how we'll know we'll know because when they release the orcs and they release the orcs cards with it if they release so many orc cards that it's it's like you could get them at any time they 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 underestimated so much that now that they're overcompensating and they're going to have super extra <laughs> right that well, makes sense we'll, we'll we'll see i mean it's yeah i mean it was it we'll, we'll see i mean i hope they i hope that they uh i hope they i hope they course correct on that because i mean i mean i really wanted those two cards <laughs> I, did, I did too yeah. um i wanted just the battle magic cards and i couldn't get those yeah uh also i'd like to, i'd like them to give me a timeline on when that fucking dragon is going to be available because i want that dragon <laughs> Well, no, they want you to buy the the army box. I ain't buying that. Else. I ain't buying that army box. <laughs> that's, that's, that ain't happening. I ain't buying the army box. <laughs> like I said, I, I I like the old skeleton models. I think they have a lot of charm. I I I've said it before. I'm going to say it again right now. I'm not fucking building those models again. <laughs> I I did it. I did it. The last thing I did, I did a commission army where I built I built an army that had 200 skeleton spearmen and 100 skeleton archers. Uh. I, after I did that job, the client was super pleased. They gave me a fucking huge tip. I was very happy with my work, but I will never, ever, after that, I was like, never again. I'm never building another one of these fucking models again. It was so bad. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I completely agree. There's actually a good proxy version of that dragon I'll send you um, that I just saw recently. Ooh. I don't know if I have it, but I, I, I've seen a good proxy version, so I will try and find it for you. Ooh. Um, just to let you know. Yeah, I mean, I'll have unless you want the actual like, uh, like so dragon. I I want no. one. I want one for sure. But a proxy would probably be great for a second because I I don't think I want to do the like because I mean because one has a because you can put a uh, lich priest on one and a tomb king on the other. So mm. I so I'd probably want one for just for variety. Uh, so yeah, I probably will end up looking into an alternative for for the second one. Um. Because, yeah, I'm definitely going to get one of you. I'm going to get a Lich Priest on one and a Tomb King on one. So, yeah, that 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 is something I'd be interested in. Um, but yeah, so I'm super excited about it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, uh, I think it's going to be great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to building an army again, like a, a proper, a proper army. Uh, I've even got my I've even got my um, my unit fillers uh, picked out, too. So pretty excited about that. Yeah. So um, just to let you know that the um, the the cards the old world reference cards, they are still listed on the website. So they may be coming back. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. Um, the, I know that the, so they have like 
Lords of Magic reference deck, Common Magic items reference. That's the Toon Kings deck and the Bretonian deck. They might come back, um, nice. but we'll nice. see. Oh, and uh, I, I oh fuck, I forgot to mention there's 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 made to order models right now, um, yeah. and the prices. Uh, no, we, we, no, we Steve, I know you're high. We just literally talked about this like five minutes ago. No, 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 no. This there, there there's this is this is a specific different different one. But yes, I am high. Um, <laughs> the uh. The Tomb King with Sword and Shield is only fifteen dollars. Yeah, metal. Well, yeah, we we've talked. We like I said, the prices are not outrageous. They're pretty similar to inflation. I I, I could have sworn that model was fifteen dollars when it was new. <laughs> I mean, it could very well be. Um, could very well be. All right, so let's let's move on. Um, Thy Light. I definitely loved all the discussions about Star Trek cast playing an RPG. It's been a minute since the Shogun made an appearance, and Poopman loved the chat back in the day. <laughs> Uh, well, we don't talk about Poopman for one very good reason. Um, the gates of Antares have been closed. Yes, beyond the, the gates of Antares. <laughs> the Poopman poop their pants. Um, and the game is gone. <laughs> God, what a... F talk about such a fucking bungled fucking game. Like, I think, I think if I could say anything about Game Classy, it's just that we will call out when you bungle a game. And that is a bungled game. Uh, that game should have been a, a U.S. a universal rule set that you could use any models for. Yeah, is what it should have been. Absolutely, the proprietary models ruined that game. Warlord absolutely. did bolt action. They have their own World War II minis, and it's a super popular game. Why is it a super popular game, Steve? Because literally, there's a dozen companies putting out World War II minis that you could use. Yes, that is correct. So it's like, oh, I'd, and and the models that they put out for them were super cheap. So you could get almost an entire U.S. Army for under $100, right? Yes. Beyond the Gates of Antares came out. All the figures were metal. They looked awful and were ass expensive. Yes. So they should have just done you should, like you cannot you cannot escape the like like you were your, your, your list was bad. But then when you got to ass expensive, it was over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you can you can't have all three of those. Like you can't have metal models, ass expensive, and like bad sculpts. You can't have all three together. <laughs> it's it's true. You could have you could have maybe two, but like if you have really great looking models that are in metal and are expensive, people will buy them. Like look at look at um, uh, what's the what's that game? Why can't I think of his name? Fuck the metal <laughs> one, the Japanese animation looking one that people sci-fi that people Maybe? like. What? Yeah, Infinity. Look at Infinity. Uh, yeah, Those yeah, models yeah. are great looking. They're expensive, and they're in and they're in metal, right? Yes. Like you can have shitty looking plastics that. Well, no, I don't think you could have. No, you could have shitty looking plastics that are cheap, and people will buy them. You probably not as much. Like that's one you don't want to go to. Um, you could have good looking plastics that are expensive, and people will buy them. That's the GW model right there. Yes, but you can't have all three, and that's the reason why the gate's closed. Yes, that's correct. Um, the Star Trek RPG is something I still want to do, and actually, they did that in a comic. I just posted it to our Discord on the Star Trek page just Hell recently. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, in a new, in a new, um, or maybe I didn't post it. I, I'm looking right now. I don't see it being posted. Um, I may have put it in. Wait, let me see. Did they put it in an RPG instead? Uh, oh, I didn't post it. In a new comic, they have um, Shaxx. Um, oh, Shaxx, I think uh, Jack Crusher 
and two other characters that I can't think of right now playing D and D. Um, I'll, I'll see if I can find it and post it, but they did do that in a comic book recently. They weren't playing Dungeons and Dragons. They were playing something else, but they were, they were definitely playing it. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. So if you, you enjoy, uh, uh, Star Trek RPG, they literally did that in, uh, in a recent Star Trek comic. And there was also the, there was also the episode of uh, lower decks where they were playing that Klingon RPG, which was pretty sweet. Yes, they did. Well, that wasn't really an RPG. Was it wasn't an RPG. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was a tabletop game, and the, the DM was Martok. Oh, it was, yeah. It was the AI Martok. <laughs> <laughs> they should have actually been playing the old VHS game is what they should have been playing. Oh, man, that would be fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that would have been fire. I, I still want – I should get a copy of that next time I see it at Half Price Books just to get the VHS. Uh, you should. Yeah. I, I, you know, but I, I gotta stop having so much fucking. Well, you should get it if you want to play it. Yeah. Oh, and it wasn't Jack Crusher. Um, it was from it. Okay, so it is. Let's see. It checks. Uh, Data, Doctor Crusher, not not Jack yeah, Crusher, yeah, and Cisco. Data. data. All, yes, Data. All playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons. It was in one of the Star Trek annuals. Oh man, that sounds that sounds great. <laughs> yes. And Spot makes an appearance. Well, Spot's got to make an appearance. Yeah. Well, shouldn't Spot be dead? Didn't Spot die in when the, when the Enterprise crashed into the planet in Generations? I'm just uh, saying. I don't think he did die. I think they found him. Yeah, I think they did find him, actually. Yes. Um, but yes, one day we, we will make our whole audio podcast series about the characters from Star Trek playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. But, but no one can really do a good Riker impression. We'll just have to use a, we'll have to use AI of him on that unsolved mystery show <laughs> where he just yes. goes false wrong. <laughs> we made it. We, we made it up. We made it up. We made yeah, it. Up. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll just do the AI of that. It's not, it's not really AI so much as it is a soundboard. I like it. Yeah. We made it up. Okay. I, I did. Uh, or, I did order a Cetra the imperishable though. Oh, I already, I have an original. Uh, yeah. Well, you'll never know that mine's not because it's the same thing. It's the same thing, yeah. It's killing off resellers. It's actually kind of wonderful. Yes, I mean that's good. I mean, I, 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 I do not like. I do not like resellers. <laughs> yes. Oh no, 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 no. Um, the one thing that I, I, you, you're a Tomb King player, so you're getting all the models you want. But I, I have to say that there are a couple models for the dwarves that I'm that I really want to pick up. Mm -hmm. Um, and one in particular is I have a fine cast, um. Thorgrim Grudge Bearer on the Throne of Power. Mm -hmm. I want a metal one. I, I I will pay the the seventy five bucks to get the metal one. I really want that. Yeah, there. that's 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 worth it, honestly. Yeah, that's that's one of the few figures that I would like shell out for that I don't have that I I really want. Yeah, that, no, that's that, that's definitely worth it. Yeah, there's there's probably a couple um uh, like I, I think a, a a good stone thrower like the good dwarf stone thrower the metal one. I would want as well, oh, but that was, that was, that was a classic too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that. Okay. Um, so Katana guy was always uh JD Shaloop, another longtime listener. Katana guy was always a favorite. I also miss hearing the beyond the gates of Antares song. Well, you're welcome. Do you, <laughs> hey, do, you guys think, do you guys think old world will have staying power once the novelty wears off or is it going to move to a different game? They never actually play or is everybody going to move to a different game that they don't actually play? Um, I don't I can't say necessarily that it'll have staying power. Um, I think that the way that they do releases is really beneficial for older players. 
And I think that's kind of who they're courting. I said it before, like, like people like me, who's just like, I can't stand the pump and dump of 40k and uh, AOS, I like a little bit more of a, a game that's going to remain stable for five to eight years. You know, so, so I don't need a new edition every five years. Uh, or three years as they're doing with some of these games. Yeah, so, so I like I like that a little bit more. I like that it's a little bit more laid back. And I really like the way that they're doing the releases. So I think that it's going to have staying power at least for the next, I don't know, five years, let's say. Yeah, the, the biggest... Um, in the terms biggest... of players, um, I don't think that there are going to be a ton of newer players that are they're going to add to the player base. I think it might be like a side game for some people. But I don't I don't know about that. I think I don't I actually in reality, I don't think it's a play a, a game that people are going to be playing a ton of. It's going to be a game that people build armies for and like make really nice looking stuff. But playing nah, they're not going to play it. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. I, I think so. For me, I believe that the um, I think it's gonna be a game that a lot of people play. I don't think it's going to be a game that a lot of people play in stores. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right it, it's my games that i played took a long time but i think that's also because i like to we like to gab when we game so it's more friendly than like competitive yeah i think it'll be very much like horus heresy because i mean I, I i see a lot of people like a uh, horse heresy has huge tournaments and there's obviously a massive community of people who play horse heresy i don't think i've ever actually seen people playing a game of horse heresy in a store uh outside of like if it, if they were hosting a tournament yeah, I, you're you're right on that one. I mean, and it, well, horse heresy is weird because you don't really, unless you're looking, you don't really know. You just assume they're playing 40k. <laughs> uh, that's 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 fair, I suppose. Um, and I think if I see people on square, playing square bases, I generally think it's Kings of War. So, <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So, but I, I think I think this one will be. I think this one is going to be a, a heavily played. Uh, I I mean I, I thought it was going to be a, you know reasonably successful, but man, it it blew my expectations away completely. Like the amount of people who, the, the amount of people who uh, just like bought in is crazy. Yes. All right. Um, uh, so Matt L um, says, it was nice to meet Joe at Adepticon and name checked in the next episode. I will be back one day, I swear. And hopefully Command Throw will be make it there too. <laughs> Schomburg kind of sucks otherwise. Yes, there's I, a reason we call it Scumburg. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I will be I, I will be available uh, near the coffee shop by my house uh, and I'm happy to hang out with you out, outside. <laughs> will not be going into a convention. <laughs> uh, Steve is Steve is a uh, is not become a recluse. Um, I've got the Kleenex boxes on my feet and everything. Yep, jars of pee. Uh, but I will be at Adepticon again no, this no, year. No, no pee jars. Yeah, um, I'll be at Adepticon again this year, and it's always nice to meet people. You know, and we don't, like, advertise or anything or, or have, like, big Game Classy t-shirts or anything for us to wear that says, like, oh, that's Joe from Game Classy. It's just are sipping. They're just like, hey, that sounds like a nasal guy from Chicago. That's got to be <laughs> Joe. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, but as always, it's like I, I, I'm totally cool. You know, I, I, I love all of our listeners, um, except if you're vote Republican. But I think we've we've eliminated most of those people from listening to our cast after 300 episodes. Uh, It seems likely singing uh, Captain Rufus, of course, says singing 80s cartoon theme songs. They're dashing, they're daring, (laughs) courageous and caring. 
faithful, faithful and friendly with stories to share. All through the forest, they sing, they sing out in chorus, in chorus marching along as their song fills the air. Gummy bears bouncing here and there, and, there and, everywhere. and everywhere. High adventures that are beyond compare. They are the gummy bears. Or we we get? How about we just do a, a um a um a, a musical one? <laughs> you know what's what we haven't done in a long time? Cops. <laughs> no, um, um, uh, uh, standing tall <laughs> on the wings of my dreams, rise and fall on the wings of my dreams. Through rain and thunder, through hail and haze, we're bound on for better days. It's my life, my well, dream. dream. Nothing's going to uh, stop me now. I still like the theory that um, Carl Winslow, because um, I only mentioned this because Family Matters was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. It's true. Um, Harry that, Winslow was the elevator operator. Yes, that Carl Winslow was actually um, the character from Die Hard. It was, you know. Yeah, he, he, he Harriet was pregnant with Theo. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Theo. no, absolutely, absolutely. Was it was it wasn't Theo? Theo is from uh, uh Cosby Show. Was it? Yeah. Um, what was his name? Eddie. Eddie was the same. Eddie. Eddie. That's yes. right. She was pregnant with Eddie. Yes. So there you go on that one. Um, yes, yes, yes. Cybo Goblin Gods, three hundred episodes, and let's not think of the number of years. I it's it, I think we started in 2011 because I think it was right after my daughter was born. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it's what, 13 years at this point. Otherwise, others have already mentioned some of my favorite high points, but I'll always be a fan of the classic intro. Not every podcast bothers with a theme, let alone, let alone put that much effort into it. It was also a thrill hearing my name and country get mentioned during an episode. Both of you have done a great job of forming parasocial relationships with the audience and things that are really like that really help. Um, yeah, we try to name check and make fun of at least every uh, country that our listeners are from, preferably the UK, with their idea that beans on toast is food. Um, that's what well, I'll always be the most upset with. Turf Island. Turf. <laughs> it's Turf Island. But I got someone the other day with the beans on toast thing. I go, the only proper way to do beans on toast is if they're refried beans on a tortilla. And they go, that's not beans on toast. And I go, oh, isn't it? And they get really mad. I like I like natto toast a lot. So I, I, yeah. I got, the, the, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I, I and like all all joking aside. I mean, I do like baked beans, but I do, too. It's going to make your toast wet. <laughs> the baked beans are so sauced like how are you gonna put that on toast like the, the the entire point of the toast is because it's crunchy and, and you know and you know that the british don't actually spice their baked beans properly so they're probably like super bland watery beans i'll say outside of the flavor like no, there's nothing the texture alone i cannot like 
It's like sloppy steaks. Like, <laughs> whoa, we're going to put some sloppy steaks? <laughs> it's like sloppy steaks. Like, why are you pouring water on the steaks? <laughs> you know, Steve, I used to be a real piece of shit. <laughs> real piece of shit. <laughs> Slop them up, boys. And they'll say, now, boys, no sloppy steaks tonight. I don't, I don't want to see you doing any of the sloppy steaks. I'm watching you. <laughs> but they can't stop you from ordering a glass of water and a steak. <laughs> That bit is so good. It's like it's such a non sequitur. I love it. Yes, it's it's a, my favorite bit though. I've been rewatching it with my wife, and my favorite bit is still when he dresses up to do the prank show. He's just walking along. He's like, I don't even want to be here. Yeah, yeah, it's just like super depressed. He's like, I don't want to do this. He's like, he's in the fucking old man mask. <laughs> he can't do anything. Oh, uh, anyway. Um, but yes, that there was actually a thread on Reddit where it was like, hey reddit what does every other country what food does con- do other countries do wrong and it was a lot of it must have been posted like right during the british work day because a lot of british people were commenting and it was like the funniest fucking thing in the world because they would put down like you know uh the other countries don't do carbonara right they don't they do this 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 and then like when the italians finally found out about it they went in there and flamed everyone <laughs> that's great because it was obviously a British person writing it. And it's like, no, you don't make food like that. This is this is not how you make food. And by the way, American baked beans are super sweet if you've ever had them. It's because they add a shit ton of brown sugar to them. Yeah, I, um, I, prefer, I prefer baked beans that don't have the brown sugar. Personally. Um, I, well, I like my baked beans like uh, with the bacon and everything else. That's what I generally like. I like a little bit of the brown sugar. I like a little bit of the sweetness to it. But that's usually with the sauce more than anything. I like a good barbecue sauce. Mm um but yeah it's it's, sometimes they make it overly sweet which is a problem um all right so then uh then we have a captain ginger say micro armor micro armor pico armor pico armor armor. (laughs) i also remember y'all talking once about making a minis game with the 80s cartoon characters fighting each other and between the various Masters of the Universe games and Thundercats figures and 3D printed and whatnot, it's kind of doable. It is. The Masters of the Universe game that's out right now, I don't know anybody who's playing it, or I've never seen anybody play it or paint it or do anything with it, but it does exist. Uh, yeah, it exists. That's all I know about it. Yeah, and I have said before, I think that um, Underworlds is a good template for games like that, where it's like, you want to do small warbands versus small warbands, and I think that's the most appropriate way to do it on like a game board. However, I do think G.I. Joe Asymmetrical is pretty good as well. Yeah, yeah, G.I. Joe Asymmetrical would be great with just like a, an absolute fuck ton of uh, Cobra vehicles and stuff. Yeah, 15 millimeter, I would say. Yeah, for Speaking sure. of micro armor, um, that's not really micro armor, but it's close. Yes. You could do like a, a, a epic style gi joe game i think but you wouldn't get the characters for the joes which is the problem like you want the characters from the joes yeah you'd have to do you have to do like uh one of those things where they have um a uh, an off scale like sideboard thing yeah that's Uh, we talked about that before yeah, yeah yeah exactly and then we you could always have like cover girl doing like a hacking mission on the side like you're playing cyberpunk um or uh, Necro, uh, not Necromancer. What's the, what's the fucking game? Why can't I think of it? Uh, cyberpunk game. Uh, cyberpunk. Netrunner. Netrunner. Thank you. You'll have a cover girl doing Netrunner sideboard. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where she's hacking the system. Um. Yeah. Uh. 
uh, Damas says, if we're going that far back, Pat B being asked to compare the value of Space Free Centurions against the drops of Commander Stark set when shelling out 50 pounds is probably my favorite, is standout favorite. I remember that. That's We were sitting in my basement at that time talking about that, and Pat was like, <laughs> that's that much money? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's how much it costs. Yes. You know, was, his brain was blown away. That was good. Yeah, Pat only understands video games. No, he he does, and it's it's funny because it's video games are that expensive too. That's well, and now they are, but and Pat hates that as he, yeah. as he should. As he should, yeah. Um, and Shinintai says the best bits were always the impromptu singing, of course. And we've already done that several times this episode. <laughs> we did. My question is: in the alternate dimension where Canopy and Warzone are still dominant tabletop mini games, which two sci-fi franchises have replaced Star Wars as Star Trek in getting endless TV shows and films? This is easy for me. What do you think? Uh, I'm gonna say Babylon Five. Babylon Five. Babylon Five. I agree. And Babylon Five is my another one. Is one of mine. And uh, as oh, you know what? Hmm. Since that since that sounds kind of like the bootleg universe, Firefly. Ooh, no, I, I would say Babylon 5 and Stargate. Well, Stargate already has a million shows. I fucking know. It only has three, and I fucking love Stargate and needs yeah. to make a comeback. That's that's fine, but I mean, but Stargate already is that, in my opinion. It already uh, has that many things. It's you the have... third best star. Well, actually, the second best star thing now after Star Wars has fallen from grace yet again. It's true. Uh, has it ever really become anything other than uh, the piece of shit that it is? Stargate? No, Star Wars. Oh, uh, I don't know. Star Wars has some. I, that, I watched one of those uh, anime things. It was pretty cool. Anime with Japanimation? You're talking about uh, Japan anime, Japanimation? Yeah, Afghanistan animation. Afghanistan um, animation. No, it was, uh, I watched the one with the, 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 the Jedi Master and his apprentice going to find the Sith Lord on the planet, and they fight. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Oh, there you go. All right. So that's about it for that. Um, uh, once again, we want to thank you all for listening for 300 episodes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to look into it and we'll, we'll, we'll see. There might be some surprises with this episode as well. We'll see. Um, I do like that. Um, if you look, you listen back to us, you could definitely hear that how young we were and how horrible our recording equipment was. Um, and you know, our, the rise and fall and rise and fall and rise of our love for games workshop. <laughs> it's true. Yes. It, it should not exist the way that it does. Um, so uh, if this does not come out tomorrow, uh, I, I probably have died of a massive coronary heart attack. Um, if it does come out um, and you don't hear anything after 301, you can assume that I died of a massive coronary heart attack. So there's that. <laughs> Very good. All right. So, uh, Steve, is there anything else that we need to talk about in terms of gaming? Uh, no. All right. So you could go to the Game Classy Facebook page. It's the best way to get the link to our Game Classy Discord. It gets up every two weeks. Um, it disappears after about a week. So I feel bad about that. I could go up and replace it every week, but yeah. So you could get that. Um, that's the best way we we reach out to our listeners and we we be parasocial. That's a word that should be in the the Webster's dictionary. I think it is actually. Yeah, stupid. This world we live in is stupid. But you just got what you requested immediately. God damn it! That's <laughs> a problem with this country. We deserve Trump. <laughs> so much immediate self-gratification <laughs> with, with, with just by just asking <laughs> in my sloppy steaks and get out of here <laughs> just make them nice and sloppy um yes uh so you could also if you want to see more of my stuff you could go to my uh my instagram which is at game classy joe you could follow steve on blue sky where he's at command throw it's true and uh post yeah, holes and holes be be very careful on that one guys be very careful on that one <laughs> Um, 
the best way you can help out the podcast is like subscribe on the iTunes or you could like subscribe on the on the on the YouTubes. The YouTubes, I, I put it up there regardless of anything else. So it's it's there if you want to listen to it. But aside from that, uh Steve, until next time, until episode three hundred and until episode four hundred. <clears throat> Dear guests, wow, just wow. We can't believe you were all there at our three hundredth episode special. It feels like only yesterday we started this journey, and now here we are celebrating this momentous occasion together. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the depths of our hearts for gracing the stage with your presence. Your attendance made the whole night sparkle like a disco ball in a retro dance club. Your energy, your laughter, your well, everything just made the whole experience feel like a dream within a dream within a dream. We're still pinching ourselves to make sure it's all real we hope that you all had as much fun as we did i mean who wouldn't have fun with all the chaos and craziness that went down from surprise guest appearances to the impromptu dance-offs it was a roller coaster ride of emotions and we're so glad you were there for every loop-de-loop and hairpin turn <clears throat> we know we might have rambled a bit on stage but hey that's just us being us right and you you were like beacons of light in the midst of our rambling storm guiding us through with your smiles and nods of encouragement you're like the GPS of social interactions, always there to help us navigate the sometimes murky waters of human interaction. <laughs> uh, so here's to you, our friends, our confidants, our fellow adventurers in the wacky world of entertainment. Thank you for being part of our 300th episode special. And here's to 300 more episodes of shenanigans, laughter, and maybe even a little bit of coherence. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> With eternal gratitude and a sprinkle of confetti, your name. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Game Classy.